and welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing a business in small towns in the Midwestern U.S. I'm your host, Allison Hassler of Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. And I'm Russell Williams. I'm director of Ethos Co-working Spaces and Small Business Incubator right here in downtown Marion, Illinois on Tower Square Plaza. In fact, you're at the Citadel building where we're located and hey thank you for joining us and we want to thank our sponsors for making this possible too Uh, fowler heating and cooling arcadia wealth group black diamond harley davidson and rv the watermark auto group foundation swinford media group and of course our producers union street arts and you can join the small town big business community by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we have spotify google podcast amazon music tune in podbean apple and YouTube. Subscribing is free and you won't miss upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks. And Allison, we're actually on Facebook now too, because Facebook has a feature that you can listen to the podcast just right from Facebook. Hmm. Wow, I will add that to my list. It's awesome. If you want to know more about Small Town Big Business or the Ethos Project, Small Business Incubator and Co-working Spaces here in downtown Marion, you can contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org. Hey, Allison, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. You know what? If people are new to the podcast, what are we talking about today? It is successful entrepreneurs in small towns and figuring out what makes them thrive. And we've got a great one here today. This one's exciting. Yeah. And I think this might be a close to our 20th episode. Can you imagine that? I can't believe it took us this long to have <laughs> Cam McCurdy of ProTech Communications here on our 20th episode. Cam? Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being up here, Ken. Excited. Got a lot to share. Anxious to share some of That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you got some big news that you might want to share today. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. So I don't want to have to jump the gun. No, we want to we do the cliffhanger. Okay. And we'll <laughs> yeah. save that for the end. That's right. You got to watch the very end, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cam, let's learn a little bit about you. Are you a Marinette? I am. Yeah, I was born in. Uh, Carbondale Hospital. I grew up at the Lake of Egypt, so I've uh, lived here all my life. Went to school here. Uh, friends and family uh, here. Some family in St. Louis, spread throughout the country, but most of the family is here. And how'd you get started in this business? So it's kind of a convoluted story. I, I assume many small business owners, it's, it kind of comes to be that way. But um, that's I, what we like about listening to these origin yeah, stories. Yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm a problem solver, kind of first off, and and that's what I've always liked to do. So I've been doing tech for as long as I can remember. I mean, I'd be called out of class in grade school to go fix computers and get PowerPoint going, you know, back when the computers were huge and PowerPoint was new to the scene. So I've always been kind of a nerd. And uh, that that continued throughout my life. Um, you know, fast forward several years, um, we're new homeowners, we're, you know, trying to make ends meet. And uh, my wife and I had actually talked about starting a a side business, uh, which most people know as Magpie Market House today. And uh, that revolved a lot around internet retail of items. And so how long ago was that? That was back in 2014. Wow. Uh, it's kind of when that came to be, yeah, 2014. Um, and as you can imagine, have an internet business of any sort, you need good internet, which, yeah. which yeah. we didn't have. Uh, so we struggled with what a lot of people still struggle with today yeah. is that, you know, 
constant disconnects. And, and uh, for our listeners that aren't around here, Magpie is a retail marketplace, but you were interested in the e-commerce as well. Correct. So yeah, before Magpie Market House became what it is today, which is you know has a storefront in front of. Uh, KB Barbecue, um, it was just an online presence. Okay. So she would go to trade shows and things like that, and the focus was on selling custom CNC cut metal items. So, you know, door hangers that yeah. would say your last name on it or something like that. Honestly, when we were getting into it, I thought, this is just a really expensive way for Macy to get a door hanger. Yeah. It says McCurdy on it. You know, yeah. I thought, I really thought the business was going to be more about CNC parts to feed businesses like where I worked at Parks Industries. We needed a lot of you know, custom one-off items that were hard to source locally quality or, or get if we needed a bunch of. So I really thought that's where the business was going to go. And then it was clear, you know, a couple months in that, no, this, this door hanger thing, you know, yeah. apparently a lot of people like that. I yeah. may not understand it, but that's where it was headed. So we started a Shopify store, listed stuff on Shopify, and that business really grew quickly. We didn't yeah. cut any brackets like I thought we would. You know, it's, it's just all these CNC metal items most of which are still on the website we still do a lot of that but now most of magpie is is retail home decor and stuff like that and we'll have to have macy on herself because there it has evolved into a huge southern illinois event sure and you know all the things so we'll we'll come back around with macy yeah yeah so anyway that that gave way to us needing internet and it, it became all about how can we solve this internet dilemma and uh, it was around the time Clearwave was doing a lot of expansion, and uh, we're we're still to this day very good partners with Clearwave. Uh, we have a great working relationship with them, and we couldn't do what we do if it weren't for them in many cases. And uh, they had just ran ran outside on on uh, South Market in front of the house, and it's like, well, you know, I wonder how much that would cost. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Macy's idea, actually. You know that hey, Clearwave was out there, so. I reached out to them and found out, well, it's going to be $500 a month to get connected. You know, it's enterprise only if we decide to sell it, you know, so I can't afford that. We just bought a house, you know, we we didn't have that kind of money sitting aside. So I put out on Facebook saying, you know, who of my neighbors who clearly have the same problem as me might be interested in buying internet. I didn't know how to do it at the time, but I knew there had to be a way to wirelessly share this and overnight nearly we had almost a hundred people wow say wow i would i would i mean far beyond what i could ever logically get to you know it was the problem was clearly bigger than i had even estimated i just thought it was my own buffering but no it was the whole area so i i saw there was enough need there yeah surely we can sell a few circuits here you know and make it happen so reached out to Clearwave. it was going to be several thousand dollars but in some back and forth there was a salesman there uh who really helped kind of close the gap and say you know yeah we can we, we see the value here. We can go ahead and front that. And so ProTech was born. That was probably late 2015 that I signed those contracts. And then in 2016, we set uh, a pole in the backyard, just a utility pole. My buddy Caleb Reeder came over because he's a lineman and knew how to do it, right. you know, and uh, hooked up Josh Benson and a few other names that people all know around here and kind of vetted that, okay, this is possible. And then we ordered the tower, and now my neighbors all get to look at a tower. So, wow. I'm, if any of them are watching, thank you for not throwing a fit. You know, we, we it's all it's just become part of the landscape now. But yeah. you know, and what year was that when you started? That was 2016. That was February okay. of 2016 that we constructed the tower. So just a couple of years after the Magpie yeah. marketplace. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't too long after. So did you, both you and Macy, especially when you guys got together, did you always think? 
entrepreneurs? We're going to do, we're going to start businesses. No, you know, it's just kind of something that evolved. It just felt like we were doing the things that were natural along the way. Yeah. You know, we kind of followed what we liked doing and yeah. that gave way to bigger things. And before you know it, you have this thing that requires more attention than you anticipated. And now, okay, it must be a business. I need to pay my full attention to it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, what were you doing before? What were you a Macy? Were so, you college students? Were yeah, you, Macy was yeah. was doing a you know several different things. No no one thing before Magpie. It's fuzzy to me, but you know I know she worked at an optometrist. Just just kind of some odd jobs, honestly. And then I was working as a as a engineer of sorts, managing engineer at Parks Industries. So we made uh, auxiliary power units, which are diesel generators for semi trucks. It was all focused around idle reduction. So, you know, it saves so much fuel and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I would do all the mechanical design, like the CAD work that would be submitted okay. to the metal metal companies to get that back. So that's kind of where the metal entered into the scene was, you okay. know, the CAD world. So, Wow. Very cool. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with internet towers. Nothing to do with internet. <laughs> and all the while, you know, I've got IT customers that I had kind of, gotten through my walk of life that I was helping on the side. So that was always kind of a pilot thing going on in the background, yeah. um, you know, yeah. setting up networks, you know, fixing computers, that sort of thing. So yeah. by the time you set up your first tower, had you quit your full-time job to do this? Um, let's see. So I think I, I, I turned in my notice something like November, actually. So, I mean, it was, it was before we'd even committed to order the tower. The, the timeline was kind of skewed um, that, you know, I didn't quit my full-time job, I don't think, until January or February of 2016. So mm -hmm. around the time the tower was being constructed is when I walked out of uh -huh. the full-time position. Um, but the, uh, the actual act of, you know, pen to paper making it, I can't turn back, that was probably late 2015 that that happened. Okay. Yeah. So. so since the start of the company in 2016, where are you at now? Here in 2022. Yeah, so every, every year we've been steadily growing. In 16, you know, we I think we put on about 100 customers, uh, either directly to that tower or through some, you know, repeater sites for people who were connected that then share that connection with others. Um, and then now we're we're around 1,600 customers, and uh, you know, 100 or so of which are fiber, and uh, we're looking to add, you know, another thousand fiber customers in the next year to two. So. Yeah. You know, a lot of, lot of growth in the works. Well, we heard where, where it was born. Yeah. So from born to walk and walk to running. You're running now. <laughs> yeah, right. You're yeah, running now. now. <laughs> um, when did you hire your first, your first employees? Yeah, so I actually hired my first full-time. It's a very vivid memory, right, that you're committing That's a big, to someone else. Yeah, right? asking you're, somebody else to come into yeah, your, you're whatever you have. For somebody right, right. Else's, and trust that I'm somehow going to yeah. be able to pay you because that's important <laughs> too. So that was, that was back in uh, mid to late 2014, actually, mm -hmm. um, when, when Magpie or ProTech Designs, as it were then, yeah. Uh, grew to the point where I couldn't do my full-time job and help crank these things out. We needed somebody cutting metal all the time. And uh, Chris Wheeler was his name. He actually worked for me until not that long ago. Um, but yeah, he was he was the first one. And uh, he graduated from that position. You know, when the internet stuff came along, I told him, hey, you know, there's, there's some more growth opportunity over here if we want to try to do that and this, you know. So he did both for a while. And then he steadily became full-time ProTech employee. 
And uh, him and I actually did, with the help of another guy, Lee Campbell, who's a longtime friend. There's a lot of friends that were eager to, you know, jump in and help. Yeah. But um, we did the first 100 installs, you know, so we learned a lot. And then um, after that 100 install, that's around when, you know, employee two, three, four. And in the last year, we've added about three people. So, you know, we employ nine now. Okay. Most of the employees have been added recently. And that's going to change again soon. Yeah, I'm we're, sure. We're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get that yeah. big news. Yeah. Hey, tell me what you love about being a business owner. Is it the same as what, why you got into this? And uh, like, what, what have you learned yeah, about so yourself? Yeah, so I feel like, yeah. like I said, I really, I'm kind of um, at my peak when I'm problem solving. At okay. least that's, that's what I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So I feel like being a business owner lets me, lets me problem solve on a level that I couldn't do if, if I was out on my own. Yeah. You know, I feel like now I can problem solve with a great group of people and we can solve even bigger problems that have, you know, impact that you can see on the community. And that's probably my most favorite part of, yeah. of being the business owners, kind of, you know, be the ringleader to rally the troops to, you know, solve those problems yeah. together. Yeah. So you have, uh, you are serving a very distinct group of individuals. You You are serving where... Fiber optics don't exist. Now you did say that you have some customers on fiber optics now, but your, your problem solving was not just rural locations, but the rural locations within a rural community. Right. So your, your company has really evolved around that hard to reach population when it comes to internet. Mm -hmm. And what challenges have you faced with your business and growth and what opportunities do you see? Yeah, so I think there's two distinct problems we run into. One is that the problem is always changing, and it's changing very rapidly. So the problem we set out to solve in 2016 is nothing like the problem today. Uh, it's, it's the same, but the scale is so much more. So in 2016, we're trying to get people 5 to 7 megabits per second because that's really what they need at that time to do things like stream on Netflix and uh, you know operate a business like I was trying to at home. And you fast forward to today, we, we need upwards in 20, 30, 40, 50 megabit per second now to each location so that they can fil- facilitate Zoom calls, um, 4K streaming, this new thing of VR coming on the scene. There's so many more uh, purposes that bandwidth serves that the, the amount of bandwidth people require and consume it just doubles or triples every year. And when COVID hit, it really just exaggerated all that. So I would say one challenge is keeping track of the problem. You know, we'll do an upgrade and it seems like this is it, you know, and then you look back and it's like, wow, we're already at capacity. It's time to invest again. You wow. know, so, you know, dumping that money, you kind of throw everything you have to fix in the problem and then you got to fix it again a little bit later. So that's, that's maybe one part of it. And then the other problem um, would just be the cost to solve the problem. You know, so in 2016, it was such that I could afford to jump in and, you know, get started and connect people. Well, now with the thought of needing to bring 50 to 100 meg, or really, if you're going to be sustainable, if you're going to bring a gig to these people's homes, you know, the cost of that is substantial. You're talking $30,000 a mile to lay fiber. And realistically, right now, fiber is about the only technology that doesn't have all those line of sight dependencies that, you know, you can install and know that, you know, this is good for 15, 20 years plus, you know, I won't have to do that again. And so coming up with the money, you know, that's been, you know, getting local banks to understand the investment, Mm -hmm. you know, they, 
you know, a lot of them don't, you know, what, what is fiber? You know, why, why in the world is that worth, you know, a 30 year investment? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've had some good working relationships with first Southern farmers and others that have allowed us to help solve that problem. Um, but you know, those, those are the two things we're up against every day and have been since 2016 is that bandwidth consumption is always on the rise and, uh, you know, the cost to solve it is high as well. Yeah. And Camp, from your perspective, um, starting an, a new business and building this business, what has been the advantages and the disadvantages of doing it in a small town? Yeah. So I feel like in, in a small town, I can only imagine that I've got relationships I wouldn't otherwise be able to have in a larger town. I've never lived in a larger town, so it's hard for me to maybe see some of that contrast. But knowing a lot of these i mean just like i talked about the bankers you know knowing a lot of these people closely helps them understand me as an individual and you know what drives me but also helps me to communicate what it is that we're doing um so you know from a banking perspective but also from a customer perspective you know word of mouth is key for us and i don't think that would travel anywhere as fast in a large format um you know so that that was instrumental in us being able to start so quickly. I mean, those hundred people that signed up overnight, basically, that's what kicked it off. And that sort of thing has continued for years. You know, as we take care of customers, they share that with other people who are anxious to receive services and that helps us determine where we can go next. And uh, yeah, so it, I feel like the, the relationships would be top of my list for the yeah. benefit of a small town. Yeah. How about some disadvantages? Disadvantages? cost for expansions higher mm -hmm. you know we don't have access to a lot of things that bigger cities to do you know if i want to if i want to tap into exchange you know if i want to tap into straight into the internet i gotta invest to get all the way to st louis mm. you know so those bigger cities if i was right there you know the cost is much lower so i can pass those costs along to customers so keeping it where we can both make it affordable for customers but also reliable and competitive on a nationwide scale you know that that's maybe one of the disadvantages because now everybody's so nationally you know their, their mindset is so national that they think well i got a buddy he's in at&t territory he gets a gig for 30 dollars a month mm -hmm. and it's like well yeah but you know he doesn't live five miles from the next house you know he, he lives in the city yeah you know so it's it's always that that uh balance between customer expectation and uh you know, what's actually possible for yeah. us. Do you see some of that changing? Yeah, it's changing every day. Okay. You know, there's there's a lot of grant money coming on the scene. There's a lot of private investment coming on the scene. And the, the, the digital gap is narrowing. I think that um, some of the recent infrastructure bill that had passed that's going to throw just an unbelievable amount of money at broadband, it almost solves a problem that doesn't exist anymore so you know it was based on a problem of a couple of years ago because it's how old the maps are i feel like it's it's uh, a little too ambitious but the the good side is three to five years i don't think this problem of connectivity we're going to look at it like you know the days of not having power to some places mm -hmm. i think that in very short order this problem is going to start to go away yeah and are, are you talking about in rural areas all over or specific to rural areas in southern Illinois? Yeah, I think all region? over. I think really? that the, okay. the infrastructure bill that was passed recently has enough funding in there that, you know, only the far corners of the U.S. might still struggle. And, and I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. But, 
you know, when you consider the options of fixed wireless and how they work a lot better in some areas where, you know, trees and hills aren't what they are here, Mm -hmm. um, that money will go a lot further. And, uh, It'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I think the next five years, you know, this issue of connectivity is really going to dwindle down. That's really interesting. So, as an entrepreneur, what is your favorite parts about being your own boss, being boss of others, and what is your least favorite parts? Yeah, you know, I'll probably start with the least favorite because they come <laughs> to mind sooner. You know, the, the buck ends with you, obviously. You know, yeah. the, so you know they. Everybody depends on you when you're when you're alone running your business. Sometimes you do feel very alone, right? There's, I mean, you come up against a problem, you have to fix it. You know, you can reach out to other people around you, and that's another maybe benefit of small town. You have these resources that instantly come to mind when you think of other small business owners that you could reach out to. But um, the buck ends with you. So the the you know I always heard before I quit my full time job. Oh, you know I I never worked as much as I did until I was self employed, and I kind of laughed that off. Really, I thought, yeah, okay, but like you can do whatever you want now, you know. And now on the other side of it, it's like I have never worked as much <laughs> as I do now, you know, before, and, and I like it. I'm not complaining, but it's different, you know. You can't you can never really turn it all the way off. Yep. You can't go on vacation and just totally tune it out. It's like you're leaving a kid behind, you know. Mm. Um, and we have a well-mannered kid at this point, <laughs> but, you know, it hasn't always been that way, you know. So, you know, I used to love lightning and storms when they came through because I thought, you know, here, I got some customers going to call me. We've got stuff to fix. And now it's my stuff that gets, <laughs> you yeah. know, so we're got to deal, we've got to deal with the issues. So um, my least favorite might be that sort of not being able to turn it off. Um but then favorite part of being a business owner would, I again, have to go back to, you know, kind of being the ringleader of this team that gets to see all these successes and the impact that we're generating. Um, it's just, it's fun to be a part of that and know that, you know, that that's, that's your doing and your team's doing. So yeah. that's, that's probably my favorite part. Yeah. And always growing and always learning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The learning never ends. Yeah. There's really no limit to what you have to figure out to do. Yeah. You know, it's you, you, your scope expands every day with new things that you didn't think you'd ever be involved in that now you have to figure out how to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen your work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You're great at it. <laughs> well, thank you. So You've mentioned a little bit more. Um, you have mentioned about support that, you know, a small town has yeah. given you. Uh, be a little bit more specific. What, where else have, has the support of, of Marion small town um, has given you mentors and everything else? Yeah. yeah. So... Um, you know, I, recently, the one that comes to mind really has to do with if we're going to expand, we have to have the funding we need to expand. Mm-hmm. And while it seems maybe cliche just to talk about money, it's a huge deal for us because our team cannot grow without, you know, the funding to invest like we have. So a lot of the relationships that have been super helpful lately have have been from, you know, specific people like, uh, you know, I'll just name names because a lot of people that are watching probably know these people but you know dutch dalich Mm -hmm. super helpful um you know now that i'm naming names i know i'm gonna leave somebody out okay you (laughs) know that's all right Uh, (laughs) you know steve with farmers there's steve cook yeah steve cook with farmers um you know um the the list goes on and on I, i should have probably made a list of people to ramble through but uh it's all people that we and marion know that you know contribute in one way or another and then you know the the customers do just as much 
in my eyes as those the people who are helping us fund at the top they're they're really helping us grow you know by by spreading the word and uh you know doing their part to get people get other people on board to support local business i don't think it's as natural some people assume to support local business especially in the world of internet you know all the incumbents are the bad guys everybody and i won't name names there i don't want to get sued but you know, they everybody villainizes certain players, right. right? And then when you come into it, you're villainized too, not because you're a local business, but because you're doing what they did so poorly. Yeah. And so we're always trying to overcome that adversity. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who don't really value the local business aspect enough to justify switching away from that trusted incumbent. Yeah. You know, so we've really had to prove ourselves through customer support. And if we do well customer support, that's going to make one customer happy. But if they don't talk to other people, nobody else may know of that. You know, so the fact that people share and talk about us is huge. I think that that's really what they go online. They post positive reviews. All that stuff goes so far. And I can't understate, you know, how much of a difference it makes long term. Excellent. As a customer myself and my cabins and, you know, part of my rentals are customers. Uh, I have never experienced such great customer service in the history of my internet providers, <laughs> yeah. cell phone providers, you know, um, you are not only promptly reactive when I call or your team, but you are proactive. We were just sure. talking before we mm-hmm. got on online here today that, um, you notice that somebody called me because we're remodeling our kitchen and we cut the power. They noticed that it was off. So they Mm -hmm. proactively gave me a call Mm -hmm. and left a message saying, Hey, just notice that you're offline, just double check and everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, it has been phenomenal customer service and I will, I will put it on record. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It means a lot every time we hear it, you know, unfortunately the bar is set so low that we really barely have to try to do better than the others. So we don't want to be complacent and, oh, well, we're doing better than them. We try to go the extra mile. You know, there's always that line between where it seems like Big Brother, you know, well, how do they know I'm offline? You know, well, it's nothing more than we have a giant wall of screens at ProTech and people are cycling through the room all day. And uh, communication is big when it comes to our team. Uh, And, you know, if we look up the screen and we see that, you know, the cabins are offline, you know, we might say, hey, would you mind just giving them a call and seeing what's going on, especially on Fridays, because nobody wants to deal with anything on the weekend. Right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, it goes a long way. And we it's it's something we really focus on is customer support. Yeah. So. And full disclosure. So Cam and ProTech is our network provider here at Ethos Coworking Spaces. And I agree with you, the customer service. And I've called you several times sure. with, yeah. you know, this and that. Yeah. But one of the top two, three things that people ask for when they are considering using the co-working spaces is our high-speed internet. Right, sure. And so I've always been very confident that, yes, we've got the speeds and we've got what you need. Right. And so, and it's worked out great. That's been true. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. It's great to hear. Yeah. We have a lot of, you know, realtors, even they'll reach out to us. They check an address before they sell a house house. because as you can imagine, imagine a lot of people, you know, I don't want to buy this house unless I know I can get good internet. So, yeah. It's 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 a commodity. I mean, it's just like having power or water anymore, and yeah. uh, that's changing every day. I don't think that was the case back in 2016. Yeah, you know. So well, thanks for helping yeah. Ethos. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So, if you were to talk to your younger self, 
Do you have any specific advice that you would give your younger self as a budding entrepreneur? Definitely. So I feel like uh, as we've kind of busted at the seams every year and uh, scaled, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind to develop processes designed for scalability. So, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things we set out to do as we scaled fell apart or things fell through the cracks. And so my recommendation myself is talk to someone else who is both a small business owner and if you can, which anymore you can get on Facebook and find people nationally, find someone who owns a business just like the one you're about to start and take time to put the foundation in place. We sorted it out in time, you know, but there were a few things that's, that's, you know, we look back and think, well, we could have grown quite a bit more had we have thought to do this, this, and this. You know, one one that would apply to all businesses would be from an accounting perspective. You know, meet with an accountant, get that solid bookkeeping system in place. That's not something I had until recently. You know, the last couple of years, I'm so focused on growing the business and technical aspects. I don't have time. You know, yeah, we just yeah, do the taxes. You know, let's just get through this. Yeah. And that's something that would be really helpful to have those metrics available at any point all throughout your business. And yeah. if you start early, it's easy. And then the other thing is, you know, meet with a lawyer. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you've got assets that are different from each other, you know, maybe you're not, you're not looking at setting one business. Maybe you need to set up three businesses right off the bat to help protect yourself. Yeah. Um, so those sort of conversations are worth the time to have, even if it takes you three to six months to get started in the beginning, yeah. you know, get the foundation in place. I know it's hard because there's, you know, money you obviously have to put up to, to do that. And at the time, you know, I don't even know if I had told myself that back then, I probably would have just ignored me and yeah. moved on. But it, it, it would have been helpful. And I do think it would have helped us grow quicker. And ProTech provides other services beyond internet. Network. Yeah, yeah. So we do uh, a, a growing part of our business is the MSP side, the multiple service provider side where we do uh, voice over IP and network design, um, general support for businesses. So we have, we have several customers who um, basically engage in services with us on a monthly basis. Um, some are contractually th- for a year and some are just month to month where we just solve all their IT related problems. So they don't have to worry about, you know, okay, if I call them, it's gonna be so much. It's just, we've already established that monthly price and you know, there's a bucket of hours available to you. So we have, that side of our business is growing. Um, there's a, a key guy on our team named Scott Smith. He actually used to work for Clearwave. We've been friends. He helped from the very beginning. Uh, he's a network genius. You know, one. Of I the, think I know Scott. Yeah. yeah. So if you know Scott, you know he, he's one of the brightest minds in Southern Illinois when it comes to network security and things related to that. So naturally, when I got started. I reached out to him. See, now these names are coming to me, but when you ask me who personally, <laughs> so when I leave, the other 50 Happens will come to us. me. Yeah. But he helped in the beginning to really say, well, you don't want to do it this way. You need to do it this way, you know? And, and so it was fun in 2019 to be, no, I'm sorry, 2020, November, to be able to bring him on. Yeah. And uh, his goal would be to help me with the very high level, you know, Linux networking head-end stuff. And uh, but also he's managing that MSP side. So yeah. if you're an MSP customer and you call, you're likely talking to Scott. If you're a VoIP customer, you're talking to Scott. And we're hoping to grow that role over the coming years too. Yeah. So have we covered the big news announcement? Because you no, got, you well, got, yeah, got we, we started a little it. bit. I'm, so. I'm we made it this long without mentioning it. Investments into the is it, community. Is it time? It's time. Okay. So 
So we've got big news. We've said we're going to hold off until the end of this podcast, yeah. right? And so we put everybody on the edge of their seat. That's right. You've got some news. I just learned about it this morning, actually. And, you know, people that listen to this may be a couple weeks late. But sure. can you tell us about it? Yeah, my personal news or the <laughs> or the big you, news, yeah. You share what you want to share. Yeah, so I'll yeah. say amidst all this, we've got a baby on the way. So that's <laughs> exciting, obviously. Uh, it's in the next couple weeks, so it's getting very real. That's the most important thing. Yeah, right. You know, tried to tune it out all this time. I got so much else to worry about, right? But now it's <laughs> it's uh, not going to be avoidable for Congratulations. long. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. But, you know, the, the big news from a pro-tech pro perspective and uh, – I'm glad it worked out the way it did because this announcement just came from the state yesterday. We applied for a grant with Connect Illinois uh, back at the end of last year. And, uh, well, I say the end of last year, the end of 2020. Yeah. yeah. So in mid-2021, we found out it was likely going to happen, and they announced that it is. So what it means is um, ProTech, so we're already in the middle of a private expansion project that was going to be part of that grant that ended up getting challenged out for a number of reasons. So... That project is still being built. We've got maybe 100 customers online on that system, but we're looking to add another 100 within the next coming months, like one to two months. Um, so that was like a $700,000 investment just to bring it to the Limb Branch Lane, uh, Route 37 area north of Cochrane, um, you know, Cochrane Road, uh, south on down to Hudgens Road. And then this, the, now the state has announced that we'll be the recipient of a grant, which will allow us to invest another $3.6 million to build out to basically all of Fergustown, um, starting at our office and headed north. So there's kind of a squirrely route that if you live along it, you know who you are. <laughs> and then uh, on the south side of Marion, it'll allow us to build from Route 37, where we're, where we're stopping at Cochrane, it it'll go all the way down to, um, I can't remember the name of the crossing, uh, Nielsen Crossing. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go west on Grange Hall to about the turnoff of Prison Road. Mm -hmm. And then on the South Market side, of course, everything in between will be built. On the South Market side, um, we're stopped at Hudgens right now. It'll go further south of Hudgens, you know, into the Deer Run, all the way down into Lake of Egypt to cover uh, Sunset Harbor, and North Shoreland areas, as well as the Lake of Egypt campground that's down there. So all in all, you know, 1,500 or more passings. And uh, we're hoping to add, you know, six to 700 subscribers, potentially, uh, maybe more um, throughout that process. But it's going to take a while. It'll, it'll take a solid year, year and a half to construct. We, we pitched three years to the state, but um, we're hoping to do it on a much more accelerated Schedule. That's excellent. Yeah. Is this fiber optics? Fiber optic to the home. Yeah. So, and it doesn't, it's not the end of the road either. So if you are, if you see, I'll, I'll, we, we will post the map on our Facebook page, you know, so that by the time this is aired that you can go on Facebook and uh, view that to know exactly where the route is. There's also a link where you can click it and it'll take you to, you know, either submitting a survey if it's not along the route or getting signed up for services. But if, if someone is on the end of the route, something we're going to consider doing is making that last person more or less a repeater site hmm. to service via wireless those customers that extend past. So while we're only doing 1,500 fiber to the home passings, you know, there might be another thousand wireless passings out of this. So that's excellent. it'll help us really bridge the gap. And that's all in Williamson County yeah. too. Will yeah. this map also be on your website? Yeah, the map will be on the website as well. Great. So there's a, if you go to protech.servicezones.net um, and you put in your address, you'll get a good indication of whether or not that's on the, that's on the route. Okay. Excellent. 
I don't think we have more questions. Okay. I have one. Okay, yeah, go ahead. How'd you come up with your name? Because you had the name before you had the business. Yeah, so it used to be Cam's Computer Solutions, and then it was Cam's Computer Solutions and ProSound Services, and if we had anything else, it wasn't going to fit on a card anymore. <laughs> so we was like, well, we do tech. We think we're professional. We'll just be pro-tech. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, Beautiful. It, yeah, simple. I, I, I'm not artsy enough to come up with much beyond that. So, I think your strengths are elsewhere, and they Definitely. are well appreciated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share? Well, no, I just appreciate the chance to share our story. I think there's a lot of people locally who don't know it. And, uh, you know, for those that are listening who are part of it, you know, big thank you to to them and we look forward to servicing everyone in the area for years to come excellent what's the best way to get a hold of you get a hold of protech yeah so our office hours are uh, 8 a.m to 4 p.m monday through friday and you can reach them by calling uh, 618-207-2545 but we're also on facebook too and uh, so facebook's always a good option if you call after office hours we've got an after hours service that picks up they just help with you know some support things but yeah, yeah that'd be the preferred method Okay. Excellent. Uh, Cam, so, thank you so much. Thanks yeah, for having thank me. You. I appreciate yeah. it. And, and we, congratulations on your upcoming yeah. new baby. Yeah. And we will have to book Macy soon. Yeah. <laughs> she can rebut everything you, right. you, yeah. you know, <laughs> said about your starter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your origins yeah. story. Yeah. So, yeah. So we want to thank you for being part of our small town big business community by listening and watching our podcast. Thank you to again to our sponsors, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV, uh, Swinford Media Group, and of course, Union Street Arts. Uh, especially Luke O'Neill, who is our producer and manager. Thank you so much, Luke. And David Williams, uh, my son. And remember, you can join the small town big business community by subscribing to anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribing is free, and it'll keep you updated when we release our new episodes every two weeks. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I'm Russell Williams. And I'm Allison Hassler.